This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you hear during our show today, please feel free to give us a call. 808-791-2924 is our number. And you can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, the other day, I was flipping through the channels, and one of my favorite movies came on, Back to the Future. Hadn't seen it in years. Definitely one of my all-time favorites. It's a classic. Whenever I watch it, my imagination always begins to wander about what it'd be like to jump into a time machine, hit that 88 miles per hour, and go back in time 30 years. And some of the things I've thought of that I would say to myself, you know, make some sense. Don't worry about fitting in too much. Pay more attention in class. You know, that sort of thing but I'd also give myself plenty of financial advice. So like many of you listening today, I've made some financial mistakes along the way, and who hasn't? You know what, it's perfectly normal. But as I think about back to the future and time machines, it occurs to me that many of us, our kids and our grandkids are something of a time machine. And thankfully, you don't have to hit 88 miles an hour to visit them and give them the kind of financial advice that you wish somebody had given you when you were younger. But before we load up that DeLorean and head back in time, let me introduce my co-host with us again, as always, Tony Shore, who, if I do say so myself, is the Doc Brown to my Marty McFly. Great Scott! <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, that's an introduction. How about that? How about we have a little Back to the Future <laughs> episode of <laughs> Retirement Paradise today? I thought we'd uh, get into it with a little Huey Lewis in the news from the Back to the Future soundtrack. Uh, but wow, what a great introduction you gave me there, Greg. I love it. We're getting we're getting working on these introductions every week, uh, Tony. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I deserve it. All right. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, a great show idea. That's awesome. Uh, I've been good. You know, I've had a great week. Uh, my voice is a little hoarse. Our listeners might notice. I've just... Uh, I don't know. You know, anytime I travel a little bit, sometimes I get a little bit of a cold, but it doesn't last long. How about you? How have you been, Greg? Been good. Um, kind of winding it down for the summer a little bit. You know, we don't uh, go full bore. We kind of take our foot off the gas a little bit. Um, as my son's out of school today, as we're recording today, Wednesday is his last day of school. So uh, we're kind of closing up um, a few financial plans that we're doing, making sure all the um, current clients are taken care of. And we're going to take a couple trips this summer and then be back in uh, August. We're still going to do some shows, though. We're doing uh, two in June and two in July, uh, but we'll be back on our full schedule in August. That sounds great. Yeah, because I've got basically the same thing happening over here, Greg. I've got uh, my son already graduated from college uh, two weeks ago. And my daughter graduates from high school next week, this coming weekend. And then um, uh, my other daughter, uh, her last day of school 
our youngest, is Thursday. Yours is Wednesday. Uh, uh, is uh, Well, yours is actually the same, I think, Thursday. So uh, uh, based on the day we're recording this. So this week is the last day of school. Let's put it that way. And uh, then it's vacations. Yeah, even my wife and I and our three kids, all five of us, haven't taken a vacation together, I'm going to say, in at least four or five years. And we're doing it this year. Wow. We're taking a week going to Colorado. And you're going to Colorado as well, but we're going to miss you. Uh, you're going to be there, I think, a, a week uh, before us or after us. So uh, the timing didn't work out. Otherwise, we could have seen each other and waved. Hey, how you doing? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how have you been, Greg? You, you've been you've been busy, and and I know that. But let's talk about this topic today. Seriously. Um, uh, I've often thought about some of the choices I made when I was younger, uh, whether they were financial or otherwise, and I cringe thinking about some of the choices we make. You know, when we're in our 20s, obviously outside of books and movies, the time travel is still impossible, unfortunately. But I like your notion, Greg. You mentioned that our kids and grandkids really are time machines. I find that interesting because, well, Marty McFly was able to travel through time in that DeLorean to see himself and his parents all those years back, uh, we can see ourselves in our kids and grandkids, right? Yeah, and uh, you think maybe your um, son that just graduated and your daughter too, some of these topics uh, can apply to yeah. them. And that's, uh, that's exactly right. Right off the bat, I think there's something you should consider if you decide to share these lessons with your kids and, and maybe grandkids. And that is share it all, share everything, your wins, your losses, and your mistakes. Nothing can ease the sting of a past financial mistake like making sure someone you care about doesn't do it again. So a recent article uh, from Money Talks News, Eight Money Lessons You Must Teach Your Grandchildren, has some really good guidance on this. So before we get rolling, let me say that the article mentions grandchildren a lot, but all of this advice applies, whether you're the parent of a teenager or a 20-something. Yeah, I think that's great. And so a lot, it'll apply to everyone out there because we all either have kids, grandkids, or know somebody uh, that age, or maybe there's some 20-somethings listening to the podcast out there. And uh, I think that's good. So what's the first piece of financial advice uh, that you want to give the people, young people out there that we care about? The first piece of advice to share with young people, and I like this one a lot, is that debt is like a pair of handcuffs that are almost impossible to take off. If you lose your job or require medical care that your insurance doesn't cover, those debt handcuffs are gonna make it even harder to successfully navigate through that situation. When you're wearing these debt handcuffs, somebody else has the key. The longer you take to pay the debt off, the more interest charges will mount and the more difficult the key to the handcuffs is to reach. So if one of your favorite young people is struggling with debt, urge them to come up with a bold action plan immediately, even if that's just one extra payment a year just to get that interest down and get those handcuffs off. Yeah, that's great advice. I, I like that. And, you know, in that movie Back to the Future, Marty McFly always turned to Doc Brown for advice and wisdom. Uh, but I think our listeners out there should definitely be working with a financial services professional who can serve as their own personal financial background, right? Hey, I like that tie-in, Tony. That's great. Yeah, 100%. And th the next lesson you should give a young person is that there's real power in living below your means. And I, not to toot my own horn, but this is something that I follow, you know, it, it, whether it's 
buying a reliable car instead of a flashy car or if you live with roommates while you're young and then use that savings to save for a down payment so you can eventually buy your own place it's very important to live below your means so most importantly remind them that if they get a promotion or raise shouldn't be uh, automatically an excuse to to spend more you know that's extra money that should be saved until your 401k and your retirement plans are maxed out exactly i mean i'm willing to bet greg that a lot of people out there that first significant pay raise they received in their first full-time job was probably greeted with a burst in spending uh, on things that probably weren't necessary and i know i kick myself uh, when i think about some of the stuff i was buying when i was 25 years old not necessary right yeah and i think almost all of us made at least some financial decisions at 25 that we came to regret the next uh, valuable lesson you may uh, be able to share with a young person in your life is ties in with the last one and that's to have them pay themselves first so urge them to contribute generously to that 401k or ira and I'm a big proponent of this one, and that is automatic savings plans so that it comes out of their checking account. If they don't have an employer one where it comes out of the paycheck, set it up so it happens on its own. Direct deposit into your checking account, direct withdrawal the same day or the next day so you don't see it. Yep. When it comes to saving money, it works for me. That old adage, out of sight, out of mind, that's a really useful tool. And to have money taken directly from your paycheck and put into savings like 401ks, things like that. It's money. You never had it, so you don't miss it. Yeah, uh, totally. When a chunk of your paycheck is automatically funneled into your chosen investment vehicles, you budget with what's left in your account, which means you aren't budgeting with money that you need for retirement. And I think that it's a good reminder to the young people that the reason you're working and you know let's be honest when we start our careers usually we're kind of at the bottom position we don't really like going to work and we know for younger we want more freedom but remind them while why you are working is so that someday you don't have to right exactly and i love the show today so far greg i mean you're talking about uh serving as a financial time machine for your children and grandchildren by sharing things like financial victories and defeats and lessons and relaying those lessons you've learned over the years or mistakes you've made to help them avoid. Uh, And that can help you and them especially see into the financial future. Uh, What do you have for us next? Well, the next tip from, again, this article that I'm referencing is titled Eight Money Lessons to Teach Your Grandchildren. And this is one that really connects with me. And it's don't allow yourself and your money to get caught up in the latest fad. You know, sometimes the flavor of the month can leave a very bitter aftertaste. Tell the young people in your life that the fatter the paycheck gets, the easier it is to become seduced by expensive cars, designer clothes, bigger houses, new toys. But what does it get you ultimately? Is that money better served with that newer car or is it better served as a happier tomorrow? So I think you and I both know the answer to that question. It's important to make sure the young people you care about know it too. And if they learn this lesson at 25 rather than 45, because how many times have we heard older people say, I wish I knew this when I was younger, their their financial lives are going to be so much easier. Well, and I would add, Greg, that it's critical to make sure that the young people in our lives, that they really understand that easy access to credit and credit cards, that's not the same thing as actual money or real wealth. I mean, to some of us, real wealth comes from, uh, to most of us, it should come from a solid financial strategy, disciplined spending, 
you know, uh, increasing your earnings and prioritizing security over flash, right? Yeah, I think you nailed it right there. I mean, that's pretty much it in a, in a nutshell. And the next piece of critical advice also ties in, and that's save aggressively. Um, young people need to remember that by focusing strongly on saving while they're early in their careers, they won't have to save as much overall. You know, that time value of money and the earlier you start, the more years, like if you run calculations starting at age 35 versus 25, you'll be blown away at those 10 years and what a difference that makes. Just remember, saving money is a long-term play. And even if you begin by just putting away a modest amount, even if you start with you know $100 a month or something like that, start somewhere, it becomes a habit and it's gonna have major benefits down the road. And ultimately, money that's saved today could potentially benefit you know, from market ticks, again, that compounding interest, the money on money, time value of money is really, really worse. Yeah. And money that you've saved at a young age has more time you know, to run away from those market downswings. So when you begin saving money early, you also have a chance to work with a financial services professional earlier you know build your portfolio sooner then you can start using professional advice yeah i mean i i can't even begin to guess how many of our listeners uh, out there have said to themselves at one point man if i'd only started saving money when i was in my 20s and you mentioned that earlier but i i bring that up because i i've said that so many times in my life maybe once a day <laughs> and, and you know the more you save at a young age the smoother the path to the kind of retirement you want is going to be right Right. And not only that, but the more disciplined you are with saving money at a young age, the more likely it is that you'll have the money you need in the future for those things that eventually you should reward yourself with. You know, the, the nice house, the upgrades, the larger vehicle, you know, as your family expands, you might need to buy that van, um, you know, new water heaters, solar, all these things that come up, you know, to upgrade your house. Um, you're going to have money for those things. So beyond hammering away at the idea of saving money, it's critical to make sure that our young folks out there, the ones that you care about, set you know realistic goals, financial goals. So help them avoid goals that are too too broad. You know, like that big that house that's too big, or maybe bite enough more they can chew. Um, so let's take that buying house, uh, buying a home for example. Push your young people in your life that you're dealing with to a specific goal. Like what what kind of home do you want? You know, is it going to be new? Um, you know, cookie cutter kind of. Lewis home kind of style, or is it going to be an old classic one, um, a fixer upper? Is it going to be an apartment? Is you want a single family? Do you want to be in the city? Do you want to be, you know, closer to the beach? Do you want to be isolated? I mean, where you want to live? Basically, the more they have the vision of it, then it presents more achievable benchmarks, and it gets it fuels their passion, and it makes the goals a lot more realistic and achievable. Right. Yeah, and I think that's so important. I, I mean. Obviously, and this may present the perfect opportunity to our listeners to use themselves, once again, as an example. Sit down with that young person in your life, whether it's a, chi you know, you're a child, a grandchild, and describe how goal setting when you were young made a difference in your own financial journey. Or, hey, maybe if you didn't set goals at a young age and you know you should have, let them know how your path would have been a lot smoother if you'd just done it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I hope many of our listeners um, are, are using this next tip to um, themselves. And that's don't believe you hear, uh, don't believe everything you hear about money. And that's a place where, I, you know, I've had a lot of 
personal experience. And young people today, especially, I mean, whether it's 2021, back in 1921, or even 1821, young people are always influenced by popular culture. And it's just part of being young. So remind them not to put too much stock in pop culture. You know, these get rich quick schemes, the can't miss stocks, the designer clothes and all this. There's a lot of fads and and bad financial advice floating around there. And it's so easy to get caught up with it. Um, Urge these young people, your kids and your grandkids to really focus on the reliable money section of trustworthy news sites, um, finance books, and even gift them some, some financial books that maybe you enjoyed or wish you had when you were younger. And again, like you said, Tony, share everything that you've learned along the way. And while these pop things can be fun and exciting, uh, it, when it comes to finances, you just the bottom line here is stick to reality. Well, yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, reality, what a concept. As Robin William, as Robin Williams once uh, said, I love that reality. What a concept! Um, you do really need to stick to reality, and I think this is probably your way of trying to tell me that Doc Brown's time machine from Back to the Future is unlikely to become a reality, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm afraid so. Uh, bottom line: no shortcuts. Yep. You know, nothing replaces the long grind and good old-fashioned hard work, and just doing it the long way. Um, now, you might want to get a second opinion from, you know, your your neighbor or like your Doc Brown, you know, your 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 crazy <laughs> sure. uncle, inventor. Sure. <laughs> but when it comes to helping your the young people that you care about and getting them to find their way financially sooner than they probably will or as young as you wish you could have done, um, encourage them also to set spending limits. Yeah. Credit card companies, for example are only too eager to tell them how much they can spend. Uh, but what are the best sources? Encourage young people to build a budget, block out all the noise around it, and stick to your budget. Right. And th- this has been an interesting conversation so far, Greg, talking about how we can use some of the financial wins, losses, and mistakes uh, to help our kids and grandkids uh, while they're still young. Uh, what do you have for us uh, next? Well, I thought we'd finish up this last segment by sticking with the theme of finances for, for young people in lives, but broaden it a little bit, maybe something a little bit more fun. Um, so there's an article here from Forbes, seven tips when traveling oh. with grandchildren. Oh, okay. Traveling with <laughs> so grandkids. This has, a, yeah. this has some great advice about how you can build you know memories with the young people in your life, but also sticking to a budget. And many of these tips also apply if you're still a parent and have young kids. So The first tip is if you want to travel alone with your kids or grandkids, young ones, make sure that their parents are on board. So if you're the grandpa, grandma, make sure you know, of course, that the the parents are cool with what you're doing. Be clear about how long you're going to be gone, where you're going to be going, what you're going to be doing. And don't forget that some parents have concerns about whether a grandparent still has the energy to keep up with the young kids, Uh, whether it's your driving skills might not quite up to par or you need your naps (laughs) these types of questions might get under your skin a little bit but remember see it from your child's perspective Uh, have an open and frank conversation and that may be just the thing everyone will need to feel good about the grandparent grandkid adventure well yeah and boy and adventure is the right word (laughs) but every you know even a grandparent who spends a fair amount of time with their grandkid may be unaware of certain personality traits so I think if you're going to travel with them, an open conversation before the trip is probably a good opportunity for the parents to share important information with the grandparents. 
Yeah, very good point. Um, the next tip for planning the adventure with your grandkids is to include them in the in the process. You know, ask them for ideas. Be flexible about it. So you might be thinking Disney World, but perhaps the little history buff in your life might like that trip to Washington D.C. Or just as likely, if you know the school year's over and they're uh, mind is, uh, you know, their ears are smoking from history lectures, reports, and too much schoolwork. Maybe a ride on Space Mountain is exactly what the grandkids need. But either way, by including them in the planning process, you're more likely to craft a travel itinerary that everyone can enjoy and have what, you know, your ultimate goal for doing this would be to build year, um, years and years of memories. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, to me, I mean... It- you know, you're going to increase the odds that they're invested in the trip and excited about it then. Right, exactly. Yes, good point. And the the next tip I have here is to consider um, when you're taking your grandkids on a trip is not try to do, you know, too much. So as the, the article notes, an ideal length is 10 days, two weeks max. And don't try to cram too much into one day. Remember, younger kids get tired, they get hungry, they get cranky, and the fuller the schedule is, the more likely it is that you're going to end up with, you know, an unhappy. Well, that's what camper. I tell my family. And, I mean, uh, you know, if it, they try to cram too much in each day during our vacation, I'm going to get tired and hungry and cranky. And I'd be the. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's not just your grandkids. That's me. <laughs> right. <laughs> And don't forget um, about bedtimes, too. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if you're flying internationally, try to do it at night so that little ones can adjust to that time change. If they're used to dinner at a specific time, stick to that rather than your preferred time because you'll have an easier time adjusting. Yeah. And, hey, let's not forget nap time. I'm thinking about myself here again. But <laughs> let's say it's the kids that you're traveling with uh, and they're used to a daily nap. Don't try to push through it, right? Let them have that nap and you'll be glad you did, I bet. Right. Yes. And one of the best ways uh, you probably would like this, Tony, uh, the article cites the enjoy time together is to take breaks from each other. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> the easiest way for everyone to get some of their own space is through sleeping arrangements. So rather than putting everyone in a one hotel room and people are bouncing all over each other, uh, consider a suite with a separate bedroom and a pullout couch or on a budget adjoining rooms uh, could be a great option because you can give your grandkids their own space but while keeping you know the adjoining door open a crack you can keep an eye on them too so if you're traveling with multiple grandkids give each of them a little bit of spending money that way they can make some small decisions for themselves independent on what the larger group wants and it'll give you that opportunity to teach them uh, some of those money lessons we talked about wow well those both seem like really Mm -hmm. helpful tips that's for sure Yes, and one more tip, too, is to strongly encourage um, to consider travel insurance, illness, injury, unexpected school events, sporting events, things that can throw a wrench in the best of plans. So if you're sitting there planning and you don't know about these things, um, you know, feelings can get hurt. So look for a policy that um, covers the planning elements that concern you the most and note that a lot of these policies allow you to cover grandkids at, at no extra cost. So that's always a good idea. It allows you to change your itinerary without without any fees. Right. And I know a lot of us for a long time, the, like travel insurance, I've never had to insure, you know, a trip. Uh, a lot of people are wary of doing that or think it's a waste of money. But I think it's always a good idea if you're planning a significant trip, uh, especially with grandkids. You know, if you're going to be gone for right. two weeks with grandkids, it's best it's better to spend a little more and play it safe 
Yeah, absolutely. You don't know their schedule. There's things you might be unaware of, so that that's a good tip. And uh, I got one more for us, Tony, if we got time, and this is a big one. Pack light. <laughs> so without oh, an yeah. adult uh, intervening, young kids may try to bring everything from every stuffed animal <laughs> they own, toys that they, I mean, work with them to set packing priorities and remind them that they don't need to bring along every toy they own because it'll be, they'll be, so much, they'll be too busy having too much fun on the trip. Well, yeah, that's a great one. I'm glad you ended with that one because packing light, I've learned over the years, the lighter you pack, the better it is. I mean, if you end up need, oh, I don't. Absolutely. Oh, it's getting cold and it's the summer. I didn't realize it'd be this cold at night. You can always buy a sweatshirt where you're at, uh, but it's a lot easier to travel light in my, especially nowadays with, uh, you know, paying extra for check bags. I mean, that's the price of one sweat. One check bag is the price of a sweatshirt. So. You have to weigh, exactly. weigh your options, honestly. Um, but yeah, pack light is uh, always a great idea. And, you know, obviously you need some necessities, but, uh, you know, don't bring things you're not going to need. That's that's for sure. Well, this has been a great show, Greg, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, maybe we'll uh, uh, touch on that little pack lighter thing again, because uh, when I travel, my first priority when I land is to get out of that airport yes. as quickly as possible. If you check a bag, you're going to be hanging out there even yeah. longer. Yeah, nobody wants to <laughs> so, hang yeah, a that... baggage claim with the the tired, uh, crabby, sweaty, uncomfortable people that just they were just crammed in that plane with, you know, all hanging out in a pack by the baggage claim. Not fun. You want to get going right. to your destination, that's for sure. So. Uh, that is a great point. Well, uh, what do you have to add before we go today, Greg? Well, just want to um, add that we're going to be taking a couple weeks off. So a light schedule for the show through the summer to uh, this month to next month. Um, we won't be back next week, but the week after. If you have any questions about our show, if you want some um, tips for budgeting, or if you want to talk uh, some retirement planning business, we're always available for all our listeners. Feel free to reach out. You can reach us at 808-791-2924. You can also contact us online, therogroup.org. Click the Contact Us link and drop me a line. Be happy to hear from everybody. All right. Sounds great. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement paradise with our host greg gunn thank you for listening to retirement paradise don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan for more information please contact greg gunther at the retirement optimization group call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at the rogroup.org Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.